them. And Grandpa would come through his first family time and time again. He was a faithful man, faithful to his Savior, Jesus Christ, who he gets to be with now, and faithful to his family. He was truly the rock of our family. We love you, Grandpa. Yeah, so I am Drew Pankratz, um, and as I'm sharing, I'll also just be sharing on behalf of my sisters, Andrea and Laura, as they also gave some of their thoughts to me as we were uh, just reflecting this last week. Uh, last night it was fun, I flew in, and we were just sitting around the table looking at pictures, and man, there are some gems in there. It was hilarious. Very embarrassing at times for, for all of us, but um, really special to look through those. And as we were looking through those, I think three main themes or words started to rise above the rest of them for me and my sisters as we were talking about that. And you'll start to notice that a lot of this is repeated because Grandpa was the same at all times to whoever he was with. He was just, he was so consistent. So the first, the first word or theme that came to mind was humor. Um, that's already been mentioned, but Grandpa was a nut. He was, he was witty, he was sarcastic, he had all kinds of jokes he'd pull out of nowhere, and, and the one that I specifically remember the most, one of his uh, jokes that he pulled out of his bag of tricks, Melissa, you mentioned one of them, but when we played dominoes, which um, you played with him, what, for like eight years? So I don't know if you saw this one or not, but I remember vividly there was times where middle of summer, we'd be playing dominoes, and we could never beat him. No matter what we did, we could never beat him. We're like, how is Grandpa so good at this game? And uh, we started to notice that some of the dominoes started to disappear in his shirt sleeves. We're like, we kind of thought Grandpa was just always cold. That's why he wore the long sleeves. But now we knew that he was stuffing them in there. So afterwards, he's probably shaking them out under the table. And new game, new game. But um, Grandpa was hilarious that way. And so we'll call it one of his jokes instead of cheating. But, <laughs> but that's one of the things that leads into the second, the second word is, is legacy. Um, that's one of the legacies that Grandpa passed on to his boys because when we're playing games with my dad or uncles, it's the same thing. And it's starting to trickle down now into my, my gameplay as well. But um, always think of Grandpa playing games around the table. Um, so with legacy, I think the thing that stands out to me is how intentional he was with the people in his life, with those that he loved. He invested his time. Um, some specific farm memories that, that we thought of were Grandma and Grandpa had a, a wash house just just off the house there, and we would make mud pies during the summer months. We'd get in there, throw a bunch of mud down, and just have a ton of fun baking, making all kinds of stuff in the Pancrafts restaurant. And never failed, Grandpa would always stop what he was doing on the farm, and he'd come let us serve him at the restaurant. And sorry, we found some pictures last night of him sitting on the, on the bench in front of the house, and we were all there with a sign that said Pancrafts restaurant, and he was eating his mud pie, and we were just so... So happy that he took time to come and be with us. Another thing is obviously just harvest. We remember getting rides on the combine and sitting on the toolbox with Grandpa. And then when he'd take us into town to, to go to the grain elevator, never failed. Every single time, he'd, he'd offer us a Country Time lemonade at the, at the vending machine there. And so every time I see Country Time lemonade to this day, I see Grandpa's face on that can. It was a really fun memory. Um, and then the last part of that legacy that really jumps out to me and I think a lot of the grandkids would agree with this, is the notes that he would write to the grandkids, uh, especially in college years and beyond. When we were 
you know, trying to figure out life and big decisions and just a lot going on. His notes would oftentimes hit at the perfect time, perfect moment, the perfect scripture. And those were so encouraging. And we always got the report for how the weather was in Bueller. So that was always, re- always really good too. Um, but I still, I still have those notes. That I actually saw one last night. And so it's just really special that he took time to invest in those letters. He didn't just do those in a couple minutes. He, he put a lot of thought and care into those, those letters that he would write and send to us grandkids. And so just so thankful for Grandpa's legacy. Um, you see the generational um, passing down that he's, that he's left for us. And then the third one is salvation. Um, that's already been mentioned. But Grandpa knew where his hope was found. And, and he loved life, but he longed for heaven. He talked about it all the time. He longed for heaven. I remember at a family gathering, Christmas gathering, probably four, four or five years ago, we were sitting around, and of course, Bob, you know, being Bob, was like, let's go around and share what we're thankful for. And so, you know, we're going around, we're like, oh, come on. Um, you know, food and family and football and all these things that we were sharing, and then it comes to Grandpa, and he, I remember it vividly like it was yesterday. He says, salvation is what I'm thankful for. And that's the example he set. He passed that down to all of us. And uh, he knew that at the end of the day, his hope was in Jesus. And, and that's the most important thing he could pass down to each of us. And so when I think of Grandpa, um, we'll miss him, but he's in a great place and he's with Jesus. And so we celebrate that today. So his humor, his legacy, and his salvation are, are the big things that I'll take away. So. Hello, uh, my name is Lane Pankratz, and I'll be sharing on uh, behalf of myself and my sister, Caitlin. Um, but first, I just want to say thank you all for being here. Um, at 98 years old, the fact that you still have this many people here, whether you're here in support of him or, or his family, that is just truly incredible. Uh, so thank you. Um, but yeah, starting out early life, a lot of these have already been said, um, because like Drew said, Grandpa, I mean, he's, if anything, consistent for sure. Um, so yeah, early life, just farm memories um, were incredible. Um, I remember my sister and I making mud pies in the, in the, what was the old bathhouse, and it had this smell, this, I don't know what it was, some sort of spice, but to this day, if I catch that smell, instantly it takes me back. Um, and then you got the better half of it. We got a bathtub. If we wanted to swim, we got just a cast iron bathtub, a little bit smaller than this. Um, but it worked. It was fun. Uh, we'd cram in there. Grandma would cram in there. It was, it was a good time. So, um, yeah. And then it wasn't brought up, but our massive Easter egg hunts. They would hide Easter eggs all over the property. I guarantee there's still some out there. Um, those were always just a blast as getting together as a family. That was just very memorable. Um, and then, yeah, as they moved to the Bueller house, and we, we had our family gatherings there doing Christmas programs in the basement where we'd have to play instruments or whatever, but they... Um, they just loved us through it. Um, one of my personal distinct memories um, that I still cherish uh, was from high school for me. Once again, I was doing something stupid, um, got in a pretty bad accident here in Bueller um, to where I was in and out of consciousness, blacking out. Um, but I knew if I could just get to Grandpa's house, I was going to be okay. And so I got there, walk in the door, and I just 
collapse on his couch. And I don't really remember anything after that. But I'm here today, and uh, I know that's because, I mean, he was there for me just like he was every single person in his family. He was there for him um, day in, day out. Um, yeah, and then just growing up as I move into my adult life, um, yeah, just realizing um, how much of a faith walk that he had and just trying to uh, just trying to even grasp just a little bit of that because, I mean, that guy, he, uh, he definitely walked with the Lord, and that is something I, I wish to take on with me. I mean, he, Sunday morning, he would watch three to four services. I barely make it through one. So <laughs> start with one, and then we'll move from there. But uh, no, he, he was just an incredible man of God, incredible family man. Um, so yeah, those are... Just a few key points that I want to take with me is just his walk with the Lord, um, how big relationship is in this life. It's really the only thing that's lasting, as you can see from this. He didn't pursue money. He didn't pursue things. He, you know, he took very little with him into the home when he moved. And so just his, his pursuit of relationships. And then uh, last but not least is his uh, exceptional way of cheating at games. So <laughs> hope to carry that on. Right, we'll see if I can put a bow on all this. Uh, my name's Brennan Pankratz. I'm the son of Bob and Kelly Pankratz. Um, I'll be sharing some memories and things um, on behalf of myself and my siblings, uh, Haley, Alex, and Jasmine, who I believe wasn't able to make it. She's enjoying the sun in Hawaii, so um, good for her. <laughs> uh, my grandpa, he was a special man. Uh, my grandpa was the kind of man or the kind of grandpa that let all of us grandchildren probably get away with things that his sons only dreamed of getting away with. They were, they were probably pretty jealous, didn't know the man that, that, their, grand, or that their father was um, when it came to the grandchildren. Um, it start, or now I'm starting to realize how that whole cycle works now with a kid of my own. She's uh, one years old, so I get to see um, how grandparents just love on, on, grandchild, on grandchildren and and uh, yeah, it's a different person than the person you often grow up with. So it's, it, it, it's fun, it's, it's all good. Um, a couple memories that I remember. Um, I remember uh, us cousins always having sleepovers. Um, oftentimes it didn't involve much sleep, whether it was coming up with fun games or doing skits together, um, all sorts of uh, honorary things that we would do in the basement. Um, we would also, uh, we bring in the new year with banging pots and pans together, um, walking upstairs, waking up all the adults after they had gone to sleep. Um, and then another memory I remember and was pulling trash out of the burn pile out at the farm and then being able to shoot it with Grandpa's shotgun. And, no. and so for a, a kid from Fresno, California, that was obviously a, a fun experience. You don't get to do that every day. And so that was always fun for me. Um, but as I look back, all my memories about Grandpa, they all are interwoven or, or focused on family, um, as a lot of my cousins have shared uh, so far. Grandpa's home, especially out on the farm, was a safe place for everyone, um, especially us grandchildren. We, we always felt safe and secure. We knew we were loved and taken care of and protected by our Grandpa. Um, it was a place where every, everyone knew they were loved and a part of the family, whether they um, officially were, they weren't, they were a part of our family. 
Um, we're a lucky group of people to have had such a special man lead us, uh, teach us, and love us. Grandpa wasn't a man of too many words, but he didn't necessarily have to be. Uh, his actions um, displayed what he was all about. Um, he loved his wife, he loved his family, he, and more, uh, most importantly, he loved his Savior. Last week, my pastor shared a quote that really stuck with me. It's a, a quote from an author named uh, Pete Scazzaro, and the quote reads like this. Jesus lives in our hearts, but Grandpa will always live in our bones. In our bones. And uh, that got me thinking about Grandpa's uh, legacy and the godly legacy that he's left with our family that's been touched on um, so far today. And, and if I was to rewrite that quote, um, I would word it something like this. I would say, Jesus lives in our hearts because Grandpa lives in our bones, um, because of the legacy that he instilled in his sons and um, because, of, because that legacy was instilled in his sons, that legacy is being passed on. And so the Lord gifted our family with a man who exemplified to his sons what it looks like to establish a home that serves the Lord, that um, pursues the Lord. Um, that's a legacy that will last. That's a legacy that will be remembered and uh, most importantly carried on. And so finally, that's a legacy that receives him right now in heaven saying, well done my good and faithful servant. Well done. We love you and we're going to miss you, Grandpa.
and our children sift through all we've left behind. May the clues that they discover and the memories they uncover become the light that leads them to the road we each must follow. you to follow that. <laughs> yeah, that was Dad's desire his whole, whole life, as long as I could remember, that those that would come behind him would find Jesus faithful, not Dad faithful. Dad knew his own shortcomings, he knew his own brokenness, but he also knew of a faithful God that poured out amazing grace on him when he needed it most and so he followed this faithful God and and to the best of his ability he yeah left a legacy for us and we're really grateful for that I am um, have these these two little journals that are just phenomenal one of them comes from his he and mom's 40th wedding anniversary and it was centered around this find us faithful that was a song that we sang together there and now we get to celebrate it again and just the testimonies of kids grandkids um, of the faithfulness of yeah mom and dad and their journey and so and then this other little journal that I'm not sure who gave it to him but so grateful they did dad share with share your life with us and so it's just full of questions, right? And um, I just thought I needed to share a couple because especially for great-grandkids, but for all of us, this is a man that lived almost 100 years ago, right? He experienced things that most of us read about in history books, and, and they're just amazing stories of a life that, <laughs> yeah, 
carried a story well before ours. So one of them was, and I thought it was so appropriate for right now for the schools that were all closed down this week. Here's one of his stories, a memory of weather-related school cancellation. Yes, this is one I haven't forgotten, but his is different than yours, guys. His is different than ours. Listen to this. It was on a late spring day that, I, that a huge dust storm rolled in from the southwest. We had no electricity in the school, and they tried to bring lights in so that we could see, but at last there was we weren't able to continue the school. The school board members loaded us, all the students in their cars and took us all home. It was as dark as night and it was really scary. Is that a story? That's the Dust Bowl days and rolling in and here's dad as a little kid um, experiencing a Dust Bowl that, yeah, we only read about, right? And, and so then another one um, comes later on in his life. Um, a memory involving war during your childhood. I will never forget the day my dad and I were listening to a program on the radio. This was long before TVs. Um, on a Sunday afternoon, and they interrupted the program to announce that Pearl Harbor had been bombed by the Japanese and war was declared shortly after December 7, 1940. Yeah, those are sitting around listening to the radio together and having those memories that he could um, pass on to us. And yeah, the other memories of the Depression, um, a generation that suffered through things and grew stronger through it and so they had something to pass on and so so grateful for yeah the memories that dad dad passed on to us and our family especially as we know the heritage um, of his faith um, that was nothing else was nearly as important to mom and him as their faith journey. <laughs> well, I, I, all, I know us younger boys anyway, every morning before breakfast, the scriptures are read, and every night before we went to bed, the scriptures are read in our house. Um, I just, and then our house was filled with wall hangings and calendars, and they were all about the goodness of God and his faithfulness. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. So reminded, reminds me of this Deuteronomy 6 mandate. You must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to the, command, the commands I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on your doorposts of your home and on your gates. And literally, I would say my mom and dad did that. It was just what they passed on to us. They were, it was written everywhere in our lives. We couldn't get away from it if we wanted to. <laughs> and, and we tried. <laughs> and praise God. Because of those truths, we couldn't. God drew our hearts back. We, you just, we couldn't get away from the truth. 
And so, so grateful for that. So grateful for, yeah, this church. I don't know as kids if anyone sat in this church more than us three boys. Um, <laughs> right back there. <laughs> and yeah, when the doors were open, it seemed like we were here sitting in church. And yeah, being filled with truth, right? And not only did we have this amazing legacy as the immediate family and as a church family, we had this extended family that most of us know on the Regeer side that was so phenomenal with all the siblings and cousins and all the times we spent together um, just as family. And just it was always about in hearing about the faithfulness and goodness of God, right? It didn't matter what context we were in. And so, yeah, it's quite a, quite a legacy that our parents have passed down to us. I like these words from Psalm 71. Since your earliest childhood, um, you have taught me. This is, I just think, encapsulate Dad's life. Since your earliest childhood, you have taught me. And to this day, I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, you will not forsake me. I will proclaim your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. Who is like you, O oh God? Who is like you? And so, yeah, there were those early memories that we got to hear from Dad. And for me, some of the most special memories came in these last weeks when Dad was old and gray. And one of them actually came for us as brothers last fall. We were quarantined, finally lifted for Sunshine Meadows, and we were able to take Dad out for pizza. And it was a really special time for us. Um, Dad, it's amazing how his mind and health stayed, stayed strong. And so we were sitting in Gambinos in Hutchinson, and remember four of the brothers were sitting on the side here on each side of the table and I was there and dad was here and we were just talking about all kinds of stuff what you talk about and reflect and and dad's just quiet right he doesn't hear half of it if that much because his hearing was bad but he's just taking it all in obviously as a dad sitting with his five sons at that age um, is as special for him as it was for us and there's a moment when I just said dad your sons are here. What do you want to tell us? All five of your sons are here. What do you want to tell us? And yeah, these are good tears. He leans across the table, tears coming down his eyes, and he just goes, pray. Then he sat back. I was like, whoo, we just had a sacred moment with our dad. <laughs> he just, yeah, the tears spoke as much, but he just understood the power of prayer because he saw it lived out in his own sons, in his own life, in his grandkids. And so, guys, if you do anything, pray. And so it was just a really sacred moment. And then, um, yeah, the week, before he passed away, actually, um, I was with a couple of my good friends, and we were just at a prayer time. We were just 
kind of an impromptu one that just came up, and one of my friends asked if we'd pray for his dad. He goes, my dad doesn't know Jesus. Would you pray for him? And so we were just contending, and at that point I said, guys, would you pray for my dad that he could go home? He's fought the good fight, and he just wants to go home. And I, and I actually said this, would you pray that he could go home on his birthday? And that was on Monday, and on Thursday, he was Friday morning, he was able to go home. So when Lee calls me Friday morning, 120, whatever it was, 123, I think he said, or he texted us, I forget, and then we got to call and talk. Um, really, it was just such a, again, a sacred moment for me. I just went down on my knees beside the bed, just worshiped. It was just so, so grateful for a life well lived and that was able to go home, that Jesus took him home. What a special gift that Jesus would take him home on his birthday and the celebration began. And so it was, it was one of those special moments. I got to, um, got to be there the night before he passed away and he was still semi-cognizant, actually quite cognizant. And so we got to lay, <laughs> I was sitting on a chair and we were <laughs> laying on his pillow with him and, and he was laying there and he would be trying to communicate things about mom and about stories and I, I just couldn't hear them and, and I was trying to respond and yeah, at one point, <laughs> we're just this close, right? Our heads are next to each other and he goes, Bob, why aren't you talking to me? <laughs> I said, okay, we'll just both tell our own stories. We don't have to make sense together. <laughs> and so what a precious night, though, of just, he would wake up and there would be these moments that it seemed like he saw things, and I'm sure he did, angels, whatever. Um, and we would just speak Jesus over those times. Dad, Jesus is here. Jesus is so with us and got to pray together. And so what a memory I have, right, of some of his last um, moments of being able to communicate. Um, yeah, we've shared a lot about family. We've shared a lot about dad's story um, because... I am more of a believer than ever that family is really important. God created family. He created this family, our new biological families, to communicate a bigger story, right? And how do we in our families create or tell a bigger story of this family of God that is um, invited to bring the good news of Jesus? I want to read, as we look at this bigger picture a little bit, and I'll be short, just um, Hebrews 11, and this great story that we get to be a part of, right? It's our legacy and how yeah, we follow in the footsteps of all these people from Abel to Abraham, Enoch, um, Moses, some words out of that. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive 
what was, what was promised, but they saw it from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say these things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for this country, they, for the country they have come from, they could have gone back. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed that, to call them, to be called their God. He has prepared a city for them. And then at the end of the, these amazing words of this phenomenal crowd that has journeyed this story before us, it says, and all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them, listen to this, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God has something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. This story that has been written isn't complete without us, guys. It's going to be perfected through our stories and the stories to come. And I really, I know maybe every generation believes this, but I think this perfected story is coming really soon. <laughs> and so we get to be a part of a generation, generations that finish perfecting this story, carrying on this legacy that we saw and so many of the families in here carry. And so my, my prayer for our family and for us is how are we going to take the mantle now? How are we going to, um, in our family, all the grandparents are now gone. And in the extended family, we have one aunt left. And so, yeah, we are now carrying on a mantle that was left behind and for our grandkids, great-grandkids. And so, yeah, how are we going to do that together? Um, one of the things that it just seemed so apropos and so fitting of how we carry that on as I think of dad and mom's lives. You know, my mom, as children, she, we just thought every mom did this. She would go into her bedroom at 9 o'clock in the morning and tell us she was going to pray that we go play and she would come out and so we thought every mom went into their bedroom at nine o'clock in the morning to pray and yeah just that and that legacy of prayer and yeah i don't know if you ever heard dad pray in the morning without praying for the grandkids and praying for his family and so how do we carry on a legacy um i would say we get on our knees and we ask Jesus to transform our lives and we ask him to transform the lives of our families and um, see well, what he will do as, as we intercede and pray and take this good news that's been passed to us to the next generations and to a world that desperately needs to hear it. Um, yeah, I want to read these songs, this song as a um, prayer as we close. And then um, Rachel and Karen will come and bring our last song. 
We are pilgrims on a journey of a narrow road, and those who've gone before us line the way, cheering on the faithful, encouraging the weary, their lives a stirring testament of God's sustaining grace. Surrounded by so great a crowd of witnesses, let us run the race not only for the prize, but as those who've gone before us, let us leave to those behind us a heritage of faithfulness passed down through godly lives. After all our hopes and dreams have come and gone and our children sift through all we've left behind, may the clues they discover and the memories they uncover become the light that leads them to a road we all must find. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe and the lives we live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. So Jesus, that's our prayer. Thank you for Dad. Thank you for his desire to be faithful. Thank you that he knew more than that, that you were faithful. And he depended on a faithful God to see him through. Thank you for that legacy. Thank you for um, yeah, your deep, deep love that carries us through when we aren't faithful. So we love you, Jesus. We need you. And we say, yeah, thank you that you so desire to um, pour out your blessing for a thousand generations. And so, Lord, we want to walk in all the goodness and the blessings that you have for us as we journey to... Um, sit before you at that throne someday. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Will you stand and worship with us?
your family and your children and their children and their children be his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children be his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning and the evening and you're coming and you're going and you're weeping and rejoicing he is for you he is for you he is for you he is for you Interment will take place later on this afternoon, and that will be a, a private burial with family only. Uh, but I want to invite you this uh, this morning, this afternoon, to a light fellowship meal immediately following. So, for those of you to make sure we have the order right, we'll go right into lunch, and the family will be there. And then later on, they'll do the burial, just the family later on. But we're so glad that you could come today. And uh, in just a minute, we'll lead the family out. Then you can follow after. And I just want to encourage you to come greet them and support the family in this way as we share together in our fellowship hall here. Please hear uh, the words of this benediction. What a great time to be together. Amen? Absolutely. May our Lord himself, Jesus Christ, and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed 
and word. Amen.